0: Welcome to Connect Canyons, a podcast sponsored by Canyon School District. This is a show about what we teach, how we teach, and why. We get up close and personal with some of the people who make our schools great. Students, teachers, principals, parents, and more. We meet national experts, too. Learning is about making connections, so connect with us. Welcome to Connect Canyons. I'm your host, Stephanie Christensen, and today we're talking about a, a silent hero within our district. Well, that's our paraeducators. They play a really pivotal role in nurturing young minds and supporting teachers and helping just all around the district. Um, but there's a challenge right now. We have a real shortage, and we are in desperate need of people to fill The gap. Um, Currently in Canyons, we have 26 full time positions and 15 part time positions available. Joining us today, we're speaking to Linda Hall. Now, Linda, can you tell me about what position, what's your role in Canyons?
1: Hi Stephanie, my role is I work for special education. I'm a program administrator over secondary and post-high schools here in the district. So, I serve families with students with disabilities and I help teachers, I help families, I help coordinate meetings. I do a lot of different things around special education and compliance.
0: So, I think a lot of times when people hear paraeducator, they don't actually know what a paraeducator is and There's a broad range that that's a, Big umbrella of what that job can be. Can you tell us a little bit about what a paraeducator is?
1: Well, I want to start off saying I started as a paraeducator in a special education classroom in Washington State, and you're right, your role is very broad, what you could do. So I was actually hired for special education. So, special education, paraeducator, they could work in a lot of varieties of, of settings. So it could be in in a resource room setting, and those are students usually with a uh, learning disability, so that you might be going into a classroom, helping them with math, with reading, with writing, running a small group under the direction of a teacher. You could be. Um, helping one-on-one with a student who might have um, some more medical needs um, that you might be helping them get to the restroom or we do have students with more cognitive disabilities in our special classrooms that it goes anywhere from a student that has need feeding or in to a student that needs someone to sit next to them to help them with behavior. it It's such a range that we have available, um, but it's such a rewarding job. You're always underneath the direction of a supervisor or your classroom teacher. And these students are so wonderful, and they bring so much joy to a classroom and and when I was a paraeducator educator, I just got so much back from the students that I helped, meaning that just knowing, seeing them make those little gains every day was like, oh, I'm doing something right, I'm making a difference in a child's life.
0: What kind of qualifications do you have to have to be a paraeducator?
1: Over the age of 18, you would have to um, be, for number one, you would have to be able to pass a background check Uh, We want to make sure our students are safe and then basically you do not have to have any skills. We will teach you. We have an actually a two day training that you get right off the bat before you even go into the classroom. So you're prepared when you walk into that classroom knowing what your job is and what you can do to support the students in there. Now how essential
0: is it to our classes that we have paraeducators?
1: Well, I'm telling you, I always used to say as a teacher when I taught, you're only as good as the paraeducator in your classroom because they are so much, they do so much to help the classroom. They're like your right-hand man, so they're able to take small groups and run under your direction. They're able to work one-on-one with a student. They're able to do um, a variety of like arts and craft maybe activity with your student, go out for recess duty, help in the lunchroom if students need supervision in the lunchroom, Um, bus duty, they're able to help to greet our kids when they come off the bus or help them get their things ready to go back on the bus at the end of the day. So they are a vital part of the classroom. It really helps that classroom to have that extra pair of hands in there that the teachers able to focus on other things while they're helping other students.
0: What would you say is the most rewarding part of being a paraeducator?
1: I'm got to say everything. I mean, when I was a paraeducator and I was in a classroom and just seeing those students make progress It is so rewarding. That student who could not read and they're able to read that first sentence to you, it chokes me up even thinking about it. It was such an amazing experience.
0: I think every teacher has that moment where they always talk about the light bulb moments, but it seems like those students that it's extra hard, that that would be even more fulfilling to be able to say, I got them to that milestone. I helped them. Get to that milestone
1: exactly. What exactly what you're talking about? Being able to see them make that progress and to be part of that progress. That celebration is huge. Um, Being able to say, Johnny now can read a sentence, or students who are nonverbal. And they're able to use their um, technology device, and you're part of that. And they're able to, for the first time, push, I need a drink. To see that milestone and be part of that, it's a huge celebration um, every day in a classroom. And what I love the most about it is not one day is the same. A lot of people have jobs where they do the same thing over and over being in a classroom every day it's a new adventure it is so much fun to be with those students and see what they can do and be part of that is um, our high school paraeducators being able to see them walk across graduation you know in that cap and gown What else? That's what we're all in this business to do is help every student reach their fullest potential. And it takes everybody to do that. One of the things that I've also
0: noticed is, I mean, it's not always easy working with children in general. Well, people in general. Correct. (laughs) But it, it can be very difficult, but it seems from the outside looking at our SPED department, as we call it, special education department, that it's quite a community that you'd be coming into as well. Like, this seems like a really strong department that there is there to support you along the way. What can you say about that? Like, what kind of supports are are there for people that work within your department?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked that, because we have multi-tier layer supports. Um, for paraeducators, you have that first here, when as soon as you get hired, you get that training before you even walk into a classroom. It's a two-day training. Um, we get you prepared for whatever that needs. So we have lots of layers of support um, built in, so you're not just like I say, thrown in to the lion's den and say, good luck. This is more of we want you to be prepared what you're walking into so you have the skills to do your job. It seems like now would
0: be a really good time if you were interested in special education. say you've just graduated from high school and you're interested in Mm -hmm. special education to get your feet wet with it because Kenyans now has the ACE scholarship program where you can... Go through our program and get a scholarship towards your teacher certificate or endorsement within special education. So, what would you say towards people that are interested in special education? And is this a good? gateway drug into.
1: <laughs> I say it's a great gateway drug because it is the reason I'm in special education. I started as a special education para, was in the classroom, have so much passion for as you can hear. Um, and it was really great for me to understand what does that entail? To be a teacher in a special education classroom—is this even the right fit for me? Um, and I feel like it's a great experience to get going on that pathway if education is really what you want. I'm finished. I'm starting my 29th year. And I have worked my way up to a program administrator as a paraeducator, then I was a teacher, dean of students, and then I was an assistant principal at a high school. I've been able to see every level there is. And I would love any young person to come in to education and see, is this the right fit for me? And being a paraeducator, is the great way to really get in there and dive into and see if this is the career path that you want. Now what kind of person are you looking for? First of all I'm looking for someone who has empathy and compassion and want to help students with disabilities who want to be in the classroom Um, because that's the number one thing is You have to have that niche, I call it, that compassion, that empathy, that understanding for students who have some type of disability. Secondly, I'm looking for someone who loves education also and brings that to the classroom, that energy, that joy, that wanting to know more about what can I do to serve students and families and um, I think it's just all around is hey this might be for me I want to try it out and So I invite anybody who is out there listening who would like to come and find out more information to come into our special education office, talk to myself, our director, Nate Evelson, Dr. Matt Watts, who's over at elementary. We would love to talk to anybody who's interested in this pathway. Perfect. Is there anything else that you would say, like, What has been that one
0: bright light that has kept you coming back year after year? You said 29 years in special education.
1: I think it it goes back to seeing that growth in students, serving families, helping families understand that learning, growing, reaching a fullest potential, no matter what your disability is, we can help you along that way. We can help you reach that fullest potential. And it's very personal to me because I had a mother that was illiterate. And growing up, she couldn't fill out job applications. She couldn't read bedtime stories to me. When I became a teacher, finally, and I was a late bloomer, let me tell you. I didn't go back to school till I was 27. And I taught my mom how to read. When she passed away, she was so proud she could read on the third grade level. And she adopted a child with special needs and she could read bedtime stories for the first time to him. And that's what I want for all our families, all our students, is for them to reach their fullest potential. It might be one way One student, it might be, their potential might be something different. Another student might be able to move further. So it's very individualized, but I love being part of that. I love seeing kids walk across and graduate. I love for them to come back after they graduate and say, guess what, Ms. Hall? I am going to a trade school, or I have a job here. I'm working at the movies. I, I'm in education now. That is what is so rewarding, and that's what brings me back every day. That's perfect. As you can tell,
0: paraeducators are a vital part of the education system, and it can be such a rewarding job. So if you're at all interested, check out Canyons. Ken- um, district.org and you know take a chance this could be a fulfilling career thank you again for joining us at connect canyons did you have anything else you
1: wanted to say i just want to say please come in come and see us Uh, you will special education will change your life for the better it is a great job and like i said i'd invite you to come in and find out more about it
0: thanks for listening to this episode of connect canyons Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, at Canyons District, or on our website, canyonsdistrict.org.